I think I gravitated and, and grasped on, okay, what new technical skill can I learn and, and make myself better so I can market myself out there? I had never thought about taking a step back and saying, hey, it starts here inside yeah. of me. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Career Therapy Podcast. My name is Martin McGovern, your host, and today we are welcoming Valerie Mechie to the show. She is a job seeker who is doing a lot of amazing things when it comes to technology, networking, social media, and I wanted to bring her on to get her insights into how to navigate the more social side of the job search. So stick around for the episode, and without further ado, here's Valerie. I just kind of want to kick things off by asking you, you know, what has the job search been like for you this time around that maybe is different Mm. than it was for you uh, in years past? This time around, um, I was let go during the pandemic. Um, And that was a complete um, shock for me. Um, I, I thought I was a part of the essential team. And then um, I got that phone call. And what were you doing um, at the time? Remember it. I was a domestic sourcing buyer. I worked for a uniform company that does branded material, branded um, clothing and um, product. Um, I know that the company was was hurting because half of the accounts was in uh, restaurants. And at the time, all the, the restaurants were closing down. Oh, wow, and then yeah. the other half was groceries. So it was just this crazy, you know, um, difference between businesses closing and businesses on fire. So I just, you know, we worked so hard to keep the grocery store chains um, to whatever they needed. Um, But when I got that phone call, it really was a shock um, that that they would let me go. Um, So that happened. And what has been difficult during this time is you are dealing with not having healthcare during a pandemic. That was a big part. Um, will I ever find a job during this time because all the other businesses are closing? So you're, you're just dealing with all these assumptions. Um, some to be true because there was there was a time where no one was posting anything new, especially coming from a garment or manufacturing, you know, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are, you know, companies were being very cautious. So that was very difficult in navigating and it could do a number on your mindset for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, that that mindset piece is really the the core of the job search, right? There's a billion tactics out there and everyone's yelling about different tactics, but you know, yeah. really getting your mind into the right place, that, that's almost the hardest part of the whole the whole thing. And so what has that sort of mental journey been like for you over the over the time that you've been searching? Well, I would say I love learning, so, but I find my learning in a way of, I want to learn how to, you know, um, do content writing or learn more about SEO, things that are very more, um, like I can, I can grab them from Google and, and learn about it, but the whole mindset transferring, it seemed so like a little woo-woo to me. Like, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know the tactical way of doing it. 
And I think I'm just starting to figure that out and learn and listen from people. But that has been a little bit slower start for me. I think I gravitated and, and grasped on, okay, what new technical skill can I learn and, and make myself better so I can market myself out there? I had never thought about taking a step back and saying, hey, it starts here inside yeah. of me and my mind of how I can sell myself. And that's just starting now. But has there been a tactic that you've come across? Like, I, you know, everyone has their own way of doing it. And I like that you called out the woo-woo side of things, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm definitely yeah. in the woo-woo industry. I'm a coach, right? And so, yeah, you know, there's times where I'm rolling my eyes to the back of my head. But at the same time, you know, everyone has their own style. And I, I want to always respect yeah. that. And like, some people need that woo and some people need that practical. It sounds like you're much more on like the practical side. But how, how, have, you found, <laughs> yeah. how have you found the practical side of, mindset working out because I do find that that's a little bit harder for people to sort of sink their teeth into you know for me it's been about when I write down content or post it's it all comes back to me like what am I what are my thoughts so in a way it's kind of like journaling it um and and just vetting that out through my thoughts and writing it down nice that yeah. has been really helpful yeah, I think I started in that exact same spot back in the day is, is journaling and, and getting the thoughts on the paper because then you can analyze it the way that your analytical uh -huh. brain wants to, right? And so uh -huh. that's yeah. really great. Um, and, and when you were- But you getting, know what, Martin? Sorry. Yeah, jump I in. Like, I never, I never was labeled from my family as the good writer. So my sister was the academic. My brother was the superstar, like- um, sports star. I was the creative one, mm -hmm. right? I drew, I like made things and I never had been told that I was a good writer. Um, but I just figured it's to myself. I'm just going to write this down. And that has been, I don't know, it's given me a confidence of boost too, knowing that I could be a good writer. So that's been interesting too. Yeah. Well, there's, the uh, the good or bad, right? I find that to be really interesting. Yeah. The um, the moral values that we put on everything that we do when we're job searching or building our career or different things like that. And mm -hmm. I'm yeah. it, it's something that I'm digging into a lot lately because, you know, people will have hobbies that they, you know, beat themselves up over because they're not doing it right or, or doing it perfectly or doing it well. And I find that you know, the same thing goes with the job search. People are like, well, you know, I, I met this person and I didn't get, I didn't get the job. So that didn't work. I failed. And there's so much nuance in learning how to do something rather than just mm -hmm. doing it right or doing it wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I find that doing it quote unquote wrong is a pretty big spectrum with a lot of other values in it. Um, so you could do something wrong and still learn a ton. You could do something wrong and still get a different outcome that you just weren't expecting. Um, you know, I, I'm doing my live stream quote unquote wrong because I'm not caring about how many people watch it, but the value that I get personally from it is huge. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of curious, like, you know, you were told early on that, or maybe kind of inferred early on that you're not like the strong yeah. writer in your family. Right. But that's all just contextual, right? It's like, 
so what we shouldn't write because we're not the best right. at writing we shouldn't we shouldn't right. like it's like uh oh i'm not a, a world-class dancer should i never like bounce to a beat like this is ridiculous right <laughs> get on the dance floor and get out there yeah i completely agree and those are the things that you when you are let go right because it's not at your own will your company saying you know thank you but we're gonna we can't you know have you on any longer that comes up all these things come up for you um are you good are you bad at um but i think just for me it was just proving maybe it was proving myself like i can but it was only to myself writing things down you know it's hey that doesn't sound so bad hey that does make sense and how long did so, you need to do that um before you got the confidence to start posting stuff publicly I would say it took a while, at least like at least three months for me to, to post things specifically on LinkedIn. I think, you know, listen, you're looking for a job. You have to be present on LinkedIn. And that was the most scariest thing for me. You know, when you post something on Instagram, when you post something on Facebook, you feel pretty protected and safe because it's people that you know, you're showing your personality. But on LinkedIn, you have, in my mind, in the beginning, you have to have this professional outlook. How are they going to perceive me at? Like, it was really hard to make those first posts. But it wasn't until I started being vulnerable in my posts and sharing what this layoff journey and, and job searching was until I really started getting actual engagement from people. So then when I started to see that, like it was actually making a difference in someone's day or people were like, yes, I totally understand. I, I've been there before. It really gave me the permission to, okay, keep sharing your story because it's helping someone out there because mm -hmm. you know I'm just one of two million women who are out there who had to be forced out of the the job workforce because of the pandemic and what were some of the things that people resonated with the most when you started posting it was all about like the the job journey in terms of well there was this one post I, I had to turn down this job well a, the second round of a job interview because the hiring manager was completely distracted um, and, and didn't listen to a word I said. And, and I had been practicing and getting ready for the, the interview, but she showed up late. She wasn't listening. You can hear the water you know, pouring in the background. And I was so upset with it. Um, so I shared it on LinkedIn yeah. and that actually was the, I had 25,000 views on that one post. Wow. Um, and I think what resonated was, yes, I've been there before. I've been not seen or heard, whether it was in the hiring process, the, the job interview. I think that's what resonated with people is that people tend to forget when you are busy and you're in a leadership role or a hiring role, you get so consumed, you're not even thinking about the person who's on the other side. And I think I probably hit a nerve on both ends. What sort of things are people saying in the comments? They were saying, you know, you're going to find your, the right company. I could, I had this happen to me. So it was, it was awesome to connect um, with people I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate you sharing that kind of stuff. Cause I do feel like there's a level of like 
you know, everything needs to be going perfectly all the time for people to feel good. And the truth is, is that nothing is perfect, especially the companies that are doing the hiring. I think one of the most uh, viewed posts that I've put up recently was uh, one where I was like, the job you're applying to is, you know, it probably sucks. It's not as great as as it seems. And these are the things that I think resonate because we're, we're sort of sold a bill of goods that, you know, everything is going to, everything should be perfect. Everything should work out. If you're doing it, if you're hustling right, then you'll be a millionaire overnight. And this message is so over the top and it's so consuming that it tends to stress people out to the point of paralysis of doing nothing. And to be able to take that moment and be like, well, nope, this company's not being respectful. I'm going to bow out having that confidence, having that ability to take ownership, I think is huge. And I also take the approach of like trying to make things into a joke. I I find that to be quite helpful as a defense mechanism throughout the job search where, uh, you know, if someone shows up and they're flustered and they're not ready to interview me, I, I try to be like, well, I guess they're having a bad day or, you know, they maybe, you know, got stuck on the toilet or something. I'll come up with something hilarious to make myself <laughs> laugh a little bit um, rather than getting, you know, upset, which I think, you know, there, there's like two feelings in the job search, uh, elated yeah. happiness or absolute misery. And, and that, that, bounce back and forth, that ping pong back and forth, I think is what drives people nuts when in reality, it's a lot of just mundane and then a lot of like kind of excitement and like maybe some letdowns. And it's, it's, it can be much smoother if we just look at the full picture. Yeah. And there's a lot of blaming yourself too. Yeah. As the person who is interviewing for that job, because you put the company or you put that hiring manager, that role on such a pedestal. Yeah, the pedestal thing. I mean, that it, it's these weird parallels to the dating world, right? Like, if you put someone on a pedestal, you're like, you're, you're just setting yourself up for real disappointment and whatever that uh, interaction is going to be. And so, um, as you started, you know, journaling and, and going through this process of, you know, contending with your thoughts on a day to day basis, what were some of the trends that you noticed about how you were thinking about the job search? What were some of the mindfulness realizations that came up? Well, I, there was one exercise, I say this exercise because I'm, you know, that nerdy type. Mm-hmm. There was one journal entry where I had to write down all of the experiences that I've had. And this was about two months ago. So I'm like, I already, I've been laid off already at that point, probably at four or five months at that point still. Um, and it, because you're going through this process of putting yourself out there and not receiving any, sometimes you're getting ghosted by, you know, um, by uh, hiring managers or recruiters. Um, You never hear back. So it really puts you in this mindset of like, um, hello, is anyone hearing? I don't understand. Maybe I'm not giving the value, but one of the best journal entries that I put was like, I had to write down everything that I accomplished previously um, and remind myself that I used to lead teams. I was excellent at being a product developer. Um, so that was really helpful because I think you need to take inventory sometimes and remind yourself that you are, you are very valuable. You just gotta find the right company who sees that. 
Yeah, that's fantastic because, you know, the farther we get from everything and and maybe this is even in the mm-hmm. moment, I know in the moment, I have a hard time celebrating things that are good, right? And very often, um, you know, someone I'm working with gets a job and the next thought I have is, okay, who, who doesn't have the job? Like, I'll forget to even yeah. celebrate, right? I'll be like, good for you. And yeah. then I'll just turn my head to the next person. Uh, I'll be like, one less person to think about. But um, there's, there is this sort of, um, you know, overemphasis on the negative, especially because that's kind of how work is set up, right? If you've ever go to a, your year end review or anything, they're like, here's all the things that you need to work on, or you take a personality test, it's like, here's where you're not so great. And it also says where you're great, but that tends not to be where we focus. We focus on where we're not so great. And so that's a really cool exercise to go back and really identify all the things that you've done Mm -hmm. positive. And that's also great prep for interviews as well, in order to have all your stories top of mind, ready to go, rather than trying to search that memory bank while you're under pressure and nervous. That's true. Yeah. And so as you worked through these emotions, you started to get more confident. um, Was there something that pushed you to start posting online and to start putting yourself out there and building a brand for yourself? Oh man, when you say build a brand for yourself, I'm that is something I'm still trying to figure out. Am I really? I I think I, let me rephrase. I, I, I'm working on it Mm -hmm. and I think I'm, I am building towards something. Um, yeah, I, I think that employers want to see different side of you. So building your own personal brand is super important. Um, so for me, it all got kickstarted at the end of 2020 and entering into 2021. And my word for 2020 was resilience, right? Like I uh, was laid off, but you know, we're doing okay. My family is safe, they're healthy. Financially, we're, we're okay. So for me, it allowed me to be just to, to survive. But in 2021, I came up with a new word for me, which was execution. So taking that power of resilience, what am I going to do with it now? I can't just let it sit there. Mm -hmm. So I just started to think, okay, well, let's start executing. Let's start really taking what you have been practicing in your head or journaling and put it out there and see what happens. So it really started with like a simple find a word phrase and go for it in 2021. That's awesome. I always love setting those single word phrases for the year. That's such a great exercise. What's yours? So last year it was consistency. And, uh, Mm. and that's where I started doing the daily live stream. And then this year it's practice. Um, trying to take the pressure off the outcomes and just focus on the daily routine and habit and things like that. Um, so bringing a, a sort of try to try to approaching what I'm trying to do is approach everything I do in a long-term sustainable way rather than mm-hmm. in short sprints, which is kind of how I've done it in the past. Um, I'll go so hard that I burn out and then I won't want to do that activity anymore versus what I'm trying to be like is, wait, how can you actually find the fun way or healthy way or 
or positive way to do this that'll last for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it's because been, what you're doing is building for long term. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And that's I think a lot of people get stressed out about their personal brands. And and I kind of saw it in your face when I brought up the word where it's like, <laughs> oh, am I building a personal brand or am I doing something else here? And in my yeah. mind, you know, I always like that the way of describing a personal brand is just a reputation. Like, are you being mindful about the way you present yourself in order to build a reputation in your field? And that, I think, again, takes a little bit of the pressure off versus what I think most people think when they think personal brand is, oh, I need a logo. Oh, I need a website. Oh, I need to be I need to be this kind of person doing this kind of thing. And then I pigeonhole myself like I even had that thought last week or whenever I posted that thing. Someone's like, oh, I like your more cynical voice in this post. And my marketing brain goes, be more cynical always in every conversation. <laughs> like, like yeah. now become the brand. And that's where I think people get into dangerous territory because then they become sort of a parody of themselves in a way uh, mm. versus just being yourself, which is going to be sometimes cynical, sometimes positive, sometimes yeah. negative, sometimes whatever. And allowing that evolution and that through line to be seen by people as you go. And so as you've been thinking about what you're putting up, you know, it's really hard to choose where to, where to censor and where to be authentic. And I I think that that's a really interesting piece in there too, where, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, there's a whole, not everyone, but there's a whole part of the internet that's like, just bring your full self to work, just be authentic. And then there's the old joke. It's like, yeah, but what if you're an a-hole, right? (laughs) Like if you bring your authenticity in that way, but um, where do you feel like you're at with your sort of professionalism, authenticity, you know, what don't you talk about kind of stuff? I mean, obviously don't tell us what you don't talk about because you wouldn't talk about it, but <laughs> what, what are some of like the things that go through your head when you are posting that are either helpful in posting or, or getting in the way of you hitting? I find that my best post really is when I share what I'm going through the most. So when I'm writing those posts, I'm like, delete, 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 when it sounds too perfect. Um, When I'm sounding too, like, I'm giving you a tip and it's not, it's just really coming from my own experience. So I find that to be authentic, yes, it has to come from the heart. I think that's what, when content resonates on people, but just try not to make it sound as if you're a teacher, an expert in that, because I, we're not, right? We're just mm-hmm. living this life all through experience. And that's what I'm trying to share is more through my own experience rather than I have the answers for everything. Yeah, I appreciate that because there's yeah. a there's a specific influencer that wannabe influencer. I wouldn't even call him an influencer, but there's someone I know who's trying to be an influencer out in California and they definitely take that other tone that you're talking about and it is cringy to say the least and uh kind of you know sad to, <laughs> to put it in other words. But uh um, yeah, you have to stop yourself. Yeah, you're like is this a value for them or a value for me? Yeah, and and I don't think people get that. I think a lot of people just see, 
oh, I need to be successful. And that that's kind of what I was calling out before we hopped on the call where, you know, I was listening to someone talking about morning routines and they talk about it as though you're literally going to change every aspect of your life and be a totally different person just by waking up an hour early. And I'm like, I've done that. I can wake up an hour early. I'm still me in that hour yeah. of the morning. Like I'm still me. And, and that I think is such a, an important thing to remember is like, every, it, it's almost like everyone is trying to sell you on being not yourself. Like go be this person or go be that person or go be Michael Jordan. Right. It's like, at what point do we stop and just say, wait, I got to listen to what the hell's going on in my head. Yeah. I got to start listening to when, when I'm resisting something, is it because I'm failing at living up to this ideal that some person on the internet told me to live up to, or is it because I don't actually want to do that thing and I need to look at the, right. at what I actually want to do. Yeah. And no one really talks about, you know, the scrapes in your knees or the fall downs or your mental unpacking that went to that. Everyone wants to like fast forward to the good parts. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that is yeah, this not person, true. This person woke up an hour early, then ran ultra marathons, then uh, 2X their income in, in six months. That's, that's what they said. Wow. Just and I was by like, waking up early. I'm like, just by waking up early. Oh, and by his morning method. That's, that's what he wanted you oh, to right. do at the end of it, of course. And so I'm like, you right. know, I'm sorry, but like, there is definitely a lie somewhere in that sales pitch. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying all of it is, but there's definitely something that uh, is not replicable in that sales pitch. But anyway, back yeah. to, you know, all these different things that, that are out there that we could do. I think you have to find the yeah. space that works for you. And I know you've been really big on clubhouse lately and i'm it's a brand new app so if you haven't heard of it you know uh, i'm gonna let valerie take it away because i'm curious like how did you find this why were you so interested in it you know there's so many new things that you can get involved in online there's new yeah. apps every day but what what is it about this one that's getting you so excited clubhouse i learned about it through linkedin i follow um, a couple of people on linkedin that um, were doing linkedin live interviews and between the both of them it was like an investor a vc investor and a host um, she does her own like entrepreneur type of courses they were talking about clubhouse and so actually that was like the second time i had heard it the day before i saw it in a post so that just might you know my spidey sense went up and I was like, what is this? What are they talking about? Because they were both obsessed about it. So Clubhouse is an audio app. It's only right now available on Apple iOS phones. Mm. Um, but basically it uh, is like a live talk radio show 24 seven, but there's so many different channels. So they call it different rooms that you can enter and listen to conversations or join in the conversation. So what sparked me with that was, hey, like I love podcasts. I love listening. I think I, I learned the most through audio being able to listen. So I um, was super interested in how I'm going to, how I'm going to download it. And Currently right now it's on beta. So you have to get an invite from someone who's already in the clubhouse, which I know sounds so, it sounds like a little extra, but <laughs> from, from clubhouse's explanation is they're 
carefully trying to scale. And so by doing that is by invitation only. Obviously we all know in the marketing perspective, like it does create FOMO. It mm-hmm. creates this sense of, I, you know, um, uh, curiosity and excitement of exclusivity. Um, and I was lucky enough to get an invitation um, actually by someone, I, I think I may have known her a really long time ago, but she saw my name pop up on the waiting list and she accepted me in. Oh, cool. That's nice. Well, and, and just to yeah. be clear, this is not sponsored by Clubhouse. We are not mm-hmm. we're no no. trying to push everyone on it. I, I'm more so yeah. interested in the uh, your approach to testing out new technologies in your job search yeah. and finding new ways to get yourself out there, to connect with professionals, to put yourself into the context of what other people are doing. And I think that's such a big piece of it. Like, you know, we say you should be active on LinkedIn, but we don't always say why. And the reason is because that's where the conversations are happening that lead to referrals, that lead to hiring. Why should you be involved in Clubhouse? Well, I'm sure there's plenty of different reasons, but again, it's the exposure, the exposure to people, to ideas. It's the same way, you know, back when we could leave the house, uh, it was the same way as when I would go to American Marketing Association events and I was so nervous. I wouldn't talk to people. I would just kind of be there, but the name, my face, my whatever, like people start to pick up on when you're a regular and when you're a regular, you, you can start to, you know, eventually become part of those conversations, become part of those communities. And I think with everything in the job search, it is this ongoing attempt to be part of your industry or your field or your community, right? If you're a scientist out in the woods doing science, no one's going to know about it, right? But if you're a scientist, Mm -hmm. part of the scientific community, sharing notes, writing white papers and engaging, you'll actually contribute to the body of work. And the same thing with all of our careers. So I'm, you know, what are some of maybe the things that you've learned or or the connections you've made that have stood out as you've been exploring this like new territory? So for, for LinkedIn, you know, you can take your time and, and creating a post and, and um, come up with um, the words on a, on, for your post. Um, but on Clubhouse, it's live. So you have to get the courage to raise your hand to speak in front of, an, you know, public speaking in front, they call it the stage. Um, it could be five people in a room. It could be a hundred people in the room. Um, and sharing your thoughts, um, that has been very interesting, but I, in a way where it's giving me practice to public speak, but it also gives a new people access to who I am personally. And I think that is what um, is very cool about this app is that you can instantly find out a person's personality and their thoughts just all by the sound of their voice. Um, and I think that has been a really quick networking way of people to get to know you very quickly. Um, because sometimes posts on, on any platform may take time for people to really start to engage with you. Um, first they'll like you, then they'll do, um, maybe a comment here and there, but on Clubhouse, your voice and sharing it, it, once you get on stage and speak, it could be instant in making that connection with new people. Absolutely. And that's so the I thing, I find that right? very fascinating. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you juxtapose that with someone sending a really long message on LinkedIn through in-mail. Like 
what's going to be yes. more attractive to other people to engage with. And, and a lot of um, the job search is just learning how to communicate properly mm-hmm. and learning how to be present with other professionals without being anxious and nervous and anything that we can do to overcome those barriers and get out there more, I think is, is beneficial. So I appreciate you kind of laying that all out for folks who are interested in maybe trying out different things. And, you know, there's other apps Mm -hmm. out there like lunch club, if anyone's ever heard of that, like where you can, where it automatically pairs you up with professionals for one-on-one chats and things along those lines. So there's plenty of different things out there. Discord is really trying to connect people via chat and and different things like that with job boards and opportunities. But, you know, networking in general is so essential. You know, 80% of jobs are found through networking. And, you know, I think you're a testament, like the fact that we're on this podcast right now, when three weeks ago, we didn't know who each other were. I think that that's a, no, it's a testament to, to how this sort of can all continue to sort of create a flywheel of momentum. Yeah. And yeah, once you start putting yourself out there, it, yeah, it definitely comes courage. around. Yeah. And yeah. so when, when you're doing all this stuff though, I think one of the things that freaks people out is that they get nervous and they get overwhelmed. And then uh, yeah. sometimes the burnout starts to creep in and, and get to them. So how are you handling that side of things when it comes to putting yourself out there, joining these communities and creating content and everything like that? I, I still get butterflies. I still um, have a little voice that tells me, what are you saying? You don't, what, we are not worthy to say that, but um, I want a different outcome. So if I want 2021 to be different than 2020, I need to push down all of those fears and small talk and, and put, and just go for it. And I think we're, Funnily enough, you know, I feel like where I feel the most centered is when I can speak authentically. And I think that's why Clubhouse was such a great fit for me is because I'm working on my journaling and my writing and my posting. But when I'm talking to people and really connecting with the topic or the person or the moderator, I I feel so much more comfortable. And that's you know, you just have to find what makes you feel the most alive and the most, the best. And that, that was just Clubhouse for me. But I think that people um, should explore and find out where are they going to find their best platform during this job search, navigating it through these very interesting um, times. Yeah. And it, it really is, you know, finding what works for you. And that, that again, mm-hmm. brings us back to the experts, you know, all the experts are out there saying you have to do this, or here's the three-step approach, or here's the thing. And by all means, test things out. I'm not saying, you know, yes. ignore these things. I'm just saying none of these people know what's right for you. Even me as a coach, yeah. I have no idea what's right for you until we have talked at length and I've almost let you come up with some sort of solution, right? I'm more about pulling those solutions out of people than placing them on top of people. And, you know, most, most of the time folks are out there looking for a single answer. I just want to know mm-hmm. the one thing I got an email today. Someone goes, you know, I've applied to a thousand jobs, probably overstating, but I've applied to a thousand jobs. Um, 
uh, and I haven't gotten anything. I go, I can't believe in my head. I go, I can't believe you've gotten to a thousand applications with the same result and not thought to yourself, I should probably do something different. Something right? different. <laughs> right. Maybe, like if I yeah. was out there and I just kept hitting my head against the light post, I'd be like, wow, this kind of hurts. I should stop. Right. And yeah. for some reason yeah. we don't do that because the marketing or the fear or the overwhelm or whatever it might be. And so I said to this person, I go, well, have you networked at all? And they go, I have 300 connections on LinkedIn. What else do I need to do? And I go, this is going to be a long conversation, but you know, it, you, it just kind of shows, and I don't want to hate on this person. I just want to point out the overwhelm that hits people, right? Because this person also reached out to me a year ago and asked the exact same question and clearly hasn't done anything different in the last year. Yeah. And it just makes me go, okay, why have they not done anything different? Number one, but number two, there are so many different things to do. There are so many ways to do the job search, so many ways to live your life, so many yeah. ways to do all these things that we shouldn't ever feel like we there isn't like a next step. There, There is always a next step. Yeah, and it goes back to going back to the inventory of what makes you, you, and really trying to find out where do I spark? Where do people gravitate towards me? Um, if I am really good about um, collecting data and sharing with people because I, I, I can simplify it, then that should probably be a post that you, you put out there. Or, you know, do you like talking to people? Um, do you want to get to know them? You know, leave a voicemail to maybe a new connection or a connection that you haven't talked to in a long time. I love the voicemail part on LinkedIn. Obviously, you can tell I, I love audio. I love mm -hmm. getting the, the energy back and forth. But you just have to find what, what are you going to get the most out of yourself and the engagement back to you. That's awesome. Yeah, because it really is leaning into what is right for you. You know, mm -hmm. someone... I think someone a year or two ago, I was talking to them and they're like, have you written a book? And I go, no, I've not written a book. Well, you should, you should write a book. Why haven't you written a book yet? I'm like, cause I don't write ever. I never write anything except in my journal and I'm not publishing my journal. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, have you written a book? Yes, I've written five. Well, good for you. That seems See, to be that's, your thing. That's <laughs> what they tend to do is these experts because it worked for them they're going to sell it to you. And that's, that's totally fine. Cause it may work for you, Yeah. but you have to test it out. You have, and then, and let it go. If it doesn't work out and don't beat yourself up because it didn't get the, the results that you thought you were going to get. Right. Right. Just it's a hundred percent. And so if you yeah. were to go back a year, this is, is what mm -hmm. I'm really curious about. If you were to go back a year and talk to yourself, yeah would you do anything different or would you allow things to just evolve at the way and the pace they did? Well, I, this is considering that I still had a job. Oh no. After, yeah. right after, or right after or the right after last year, what would I do different? That's really hard. Um, because I think it's where I am right now. It's a, it's a, it's been a long journey. Like, um, been almost eight to nine months. And I don't know if I would change anything. Would I tell myself something that maybe would spark something different? I don't know. I think for me, it's just been a discovery. And I feel like if I, 
I have to do all those crummy steps to get where I am right now um, in order to, to live in this moment of being more consistent with my posts um, and putting myself out there in clubhouse and hosting rooms and talking to people. Um, I don't know if I would change anything because it's what's got me to be here today. Yeah. I had to get through all those uncomfortable moments. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I do think that, you know, this was a conversation I had over the weekend with someone, but you know, you have all these parents who are trying to prevent their kids from making the same mistakes <laughs> as them. And you have, yeah. uh, you know, society saying we should learn our lessons from the past. And I always yeah. think about that and I go, you really don't know something unless you've gone through it yourself. And it, I, I think about all the lessons that people tried to save me from. And I'm like, I wish, I, first of all, it usually doesn't work because people just go and do whatever they want to do anyway. But um, I'm always like, you know, I, I, if I had just listened to that person and not done the thing that put me in the tough spot, that gave me the learning, you know, lesson, I never would have actually understood it. I would have just avoided it out of fear. And I feel like that is a yeah. really, really sort of sad lesson or like sad thing that we try and do to people where we try and take away people's learnings. We try and be like, well, here's yeah. the shortcut. Here's the quick fix. Here's the thing that is going to help you when maybe the long fix, maybe the, the, the long stumble is what people need. They need six months or a year or 10 years of, of fumbling in order to actually become someone who understands that, that lesson. I think there's some quote somewhere. It says, uh, lessons will continue being taught to you until you've learned them or something mm. along those lines. And I always like that because I'm like, it will always show up. I'm a slow up. learner. I'm a slow learner. I need, I need a lot of repetition and, and a lot of failure. I'm a, um, I'm a learner by mistake too. I, I, I'm a, I'm okay to admit that. Um, even, you know, professionally, sometimes you're not going to make the right decision. Sometimes you're not going to do the right thing, but once I, I learn that it didn't turn out right, I definitely will put it in my memory bank and say, okay, that didn't work. Let's do something else again. Yeah, I'm exactly the same way. I love that. So it's also why I look up to people like the Stoics. You know, it's just a bunch of messed up people journaling about trying to be better. <laughs> it's not like a deity or anything <laughs> like that. Um, so, you know, I, I, when it comes to networking, I'd, I'd love to just get one more thought from you on, you know, what is maybe the biggest thing you've picked up or, or learned about networking with people um, now that you're in this new routine and you're, and you're following this execution path that you're on? I think that we're all just humans. So just to say a simple hello and to say, hey, that what you said on Clubhouse or what I read on LinkedIn, that resonated with me. And this is the reason why. I think that is super valuable when you, it's not about, hey, how can you help me? It's more like, hey, you, you, you did something, you said something that landed on me and I just want to say thank you. And wherever it leads to, it leads to. 
and not invest in, well, I hope that that person calls me back because then I'm going to do this and this and that. I'm definitely, um, I used to, I think I used to, I know I used to be in that way where I'm like, oh, if I do this, it's going to turn out this way. But I've taken that down so much where I'm like, I'm just going to share my thoughts and hopefully if it resonates with you, let's continue this conversation. I think that's what networking is, is how do you start a conversation? Get the courage to start a conversation. How do you start it and continuing to have authentic conversation? Not like you're trying to get something from them. It's just more so I'm really curious about you. You put yourself out there. Curiosity is the way to go for sure. And if people are curious about where to find more about you, where should they go? They can go on my LinkedIn profile under Valerie Mecki, or they can go to my blog that I started during the pandemic. I launched the blog. Thank you. I launched the blog, Supporting Women Who Are Navigating um, a Job Search, Who Wants to Level Up in Their Career, or Start a Side Hustle, or a Small Business. All of those things I've done before and checked off before. Um, so the name of the blog is Oh Hello Work Life because it could be a little surprising sometimes. (laughs) I love it. Definitely go check her out on LinkedIn and her blog. And Valerie, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Martin. Thank you so much. So glad that we met. Thanks so much for stopping by this episode of the Career Therapy Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you're curious about what we do here at Career Therapy, head on over to www.careertherapy.com to see all of our coaching options, resources, and links to other things we got going on. If you would like to share your story on this podcast, something that you've gone through, a transition you've experienced in your career, whether it's getting a job after college or going through a layoff or getting back into the workforce after raising your family, we would love to hear from you. Head over to linkedin.com slash in slash martin mcgovern and shoot me a dm let me know what's going on and i really like to share your story with the world what we're trying to do here is really normalize the emotional side of the job search because we all go through it we all have tough times in our careers and sharing these stories really helps people feel less alone and feel more empowered to take their career back into their own hands and make something of So thank you again for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a like or a comment, subscribe or share, or leave us a review on iTunes, and I think maybe even Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. Best of luck to you in all of your career endeavors, and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.